hey, hey, welcome to Slipstream. I'm your host, Brent Houston, and I am coming to you today from the wonderful Hocking Hills, still in the compound, still in lockdown, still playing this COVID game. Every day is still the same. That's a little lyric for you. <clears throat> Let's see. I'm going to close out a series this time around. Uh, I've spent the last few episodes talking about my hardware and software platform at the desktop. I, I talked a little bit about the lab. And now I'm going to talk a little bit about the different applications that I use in my iOS experience and uh, why uh, I use some of them and I'll name them uh, out. So first I want to talk about the role that my iOS devices play uh, sort of in my day-to-day -day operations and it's it's a little bit different probably than most folks. So um, I have, as you heard me talk about before, I have a Macintosh that I use for day-to-day -day work. It's actually a pretty heavy-duty MacBook. Uh, and then I have a, a personal MacBook Air that I use for just consuming, just for fun stuff. So nothing really happens on it uh, work-related. It's just more for fun and perusing, um, watching videos, um, that kind of stuff. So, uh, but outside of those devices, they sync, a lot of information syncs into my iOS devices. And so my iOS platforms, I have uh, an, an actual iOS uh, iPhone 6S, uh, still using the 6S. I've had the battery replaced on it uh, once and I absolutely love the form factor of the success so uh, I've stuck with it it's the right size I can my thumbs reach from end to end uh, I can do very well thumb typing on it and uh, it just is the right size to fit in my pocket now my iPhone uh, I keep in a spec case um, I, this is about the fifth spec case I've had for uh, each iPhone. I go through them uh, about once a month, once a year, probably maybe every 13 to 15 months at the tops. Um, they just sort of wear uh, and start to, to wear out. But I've I replaced these cases, and I really love the spec cases. Um, they just you know, really seem to protect the phone. It's gone through a lot of drops and haven't, hasn't really had any problems. Um, now, I also have a iPad Pro uh, that I use. Now, this is an original iPad Pro, and uh, I, I have two different covers for it. I have the Magnetic Smart cover that I use day-to-day, uh, -day. <clears throat> and then I have a keyboard cover uh, as well, and I use that pretty heavily, especially when I'm traveling. Um, I use this more as a laptop replacement. I do a lot of my presenting. Uh, and, and when I used to do public speaking before this COVID thing, uh, I did a lot of that on uh, the iPad. So let's kind of start with the iPhone first. Um, the iPhone really does a couple of things for me. First of all, I have 
a number of smartwatches, various brands. If you follow me on Medium, um, you know, you recently read where I've, I've switched to, uh, you know, Apple Watch clones and I'm using some of these different devices and testing them out. Um, all of those sync uh, to my iPhone. So it sort of is the center piece. Um, and I use my iPhone very heavily for managing my schedule uh, day to day and keeping track of what I'm going to do that day. Um, of course, I use it as a phone, uh, obviously, although uh, not very often because uh, I actually don't take unscheduled calls. So this is a this is sort of an interesting uh, piece about different a different style approach to productivity. Um, I found I did an experiment several years ago now where I tracked for 90 days how many calls I answered and how many were productive versus not productive, how many were scheduled versus just uh, somebody ringing the phone and, and me picking up. And I also tracked the average amount of time that was required if I didn't answer uh, a call, they left a voicemail and then we handled it that way. Now, all of my voicemails go to email, um, whether you leave it on my professional line or my personal phones um, or any of my sundry business phones, they all end up in email uh, to me. And the email messages come with the text translation and the MP3 file for me to listen to if I, if I uh, so need to do so. So I do use it as a phone, uh, primarily for my scheduled calls. And I typically don't give my cell phone number out to anyone other than my family and immediate uh, close friends. Uh, otherwise, I give out a voice line, uh, which is a voice over IP phone that follows me kind of wherever I am. And uh, it rings simul ring. So when you call that phone, it it actually rings, although very quietly, uh, as well as uh, my cell phone. And then I can decide if I need to take your call or not. Um, otherwise, uh, all, again, all calls go to voicemail and uh, that voicemail becomes an email and is delivered to me wherever I am. So uh, I do use it though for calling into call bridges or answering some calls or of course, uh, texting with my my family and keeping track of my schedule. Um, and to do that for the scheduling stuff, I use a lot of the inbound, uh, just sort of innate uh, applications. So um, I use calendar, I use contacts, etc., etc. Um, in terms of third party applications that I get a lot of mileage out of, um, I use to access Reddit. Uh, I'm a big fan of Reddit and using it for aggregated content, scored content, moderated content, and also doing uh, topic research in Reddit. And to do that, I use the antenna application on the iPhone. Um, on the iPad, I actually use the Apollo application. I like the interface a little bit better. So. Um, two different pieces for that. So Antenna and Apollo, uh, those two are kind of my favorites. Um, I use the innate podcast application. Um, 
pretty often, so uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, as you might imagine. Uh, I also use an iPhone app called Productive, which is essentially a daily checklist. Uh, Mine is set up on a weekly structure of things that I need to accomplish, like exercise and meditation, how often I need to do that, and what my morning routine looks like and my daily uh, routine looks like. So I, I use that application just as a checklist to keep myself on track with those things. Um, I consume quite a bit of news and update uh, every day. Uh, And so to do that, I use the Google News application, which is highly tuned for things that I want to see and sources that I want to see. And I also use Feedly, uh, which is an RSS reader. And again, highly, highly tuned. I've spent an immense amount of time uh, tuning the sources so that I see precisely what I need and what topics I need uh, to remain effective. Now I do use three different applications for sort of mindfulness uh, on my iPhone and I use those pretty much on a routine basis. They're part of my daily routine. Uh, But I use them sort of rotating ad hoc uh, between the three. And those three are breath work, Um, which is a nice little, cute little breathing app. Great. It's got a little monkey that kind of walks you through the exercise, a little animated monkey. Very, very cute. And the exercises uh, I find redeeming. Um, I have an unlimited subscription to Insight Timer, um, which is a guided meditation uh, application, but also has uh, a number of uh, different bell sound and sort of silent time uh, meditation techniques. But um, I really enjoy an Insight Timer. I support their application financially, um, really because of the classes. So they are a source for uh, an immense number of different classes and courses from from some really world-class teachers if you're into uh, philosophy, Stoicism, Buddhism, uh, meditation, mindfulness, uh, different different religious aspects of spirituality. Um, just a really great app and a, and a lot of really great content. And so I, I use that uh, pretty heavily. Um, and then the third piece is I use a, a, a village. It's called Plum Village. Um, and it's a Buddhist application for uh, teaching Zen Buddhism content, uh, concepts and meditation techniques. Uh, I also am a heavy user of Medium and I really enjoy the Medium application uh, on iOS. It's a really, really nice application. Very well done UI. Uh, Other things that I use quite frequently, uh, I read book summaries every day. So I have two different sources of that. I have a lifetime uh, license to 12 minutes, 12 men. And of course, I have a, a ongoing subscription to Blinkist. Uh, both of those are really good sources for book summaries and uh, do a great job of bringing some really great content, uh, audio content especially, to you. Uh, other apps I use quite heavily. Um, I Currently, I've been using N-Track Tuner. I've been learning to play uh, the upright dulcimer and... So I've been using the N-Track tuner to uh, tune the dulcimer uh, to D-A-D-D and um, really kind of enjoying that. Uh, 
Also kind of interestingly, I've been using an application recently called PVT, uh, which actually works with an, a device called IQ. That's E-Y-E-Q-U-E. -E. IQ is a interesting hardware concept that attaches to the camera uh, interface on the back of the iPhone, and it does monitoring of your eye health by looking at images of your eye. Um, interesting technology. I was I, I learned about it from Kevin Kelly, and uh, I was really just kind of intrigued by it. Uh, and I've looked at some other potential applications of this technology. So very, very interesting. Again, that's IQ. It's E-Y-E-Q-U-E -E, if you want to uh, check it out. Uh, and the application is called PVT, Personal uh, I think it's called Personal Vision Test or something like that. Uh, but it's the app that actually does the work with the uh, lens attachment on the back. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, let's see. I also very, very heavily use my phone for different types of recording. Uh, to do my audio recordings, I typically use a tool called RecUp which uh, essentially you record locally on the iPhone and as soon as it gets a chance, it uploads it to a Dropbox drop. Uh, I use that most of the time to record the podcast, although this episode uh, is being recorded on, on my MacBook because uh, I needed to have my iOS devices easy, easy to use. Uh, I do, I'm a heavy user of Evernote. Um, it, it's sort of my external brain. So I use that uh, quite heavily on iOS. And uh, lastly, I, I think this is kind of funny, especially since the COVID issue. Um, I have nearly every like go-to meeting and uh, remote meeting capability uh, installed simply because there, there are so many different ones out there and, and different clients use different things. So uh, Zoom and and uh, Microsoft Teams, et cetera, et cetera, all these different uh, iOS applications on my phone so that I can join and participate uh, in meetings. So that's sort of the phone. I don't use my phone for a lot of productivity work. It's not like I do a lot of creation on it beyond reading, uh, or excuse me, beyond recording. Um, it's just simply too small and cumbersome for me. I, I It just doesn't kind of work for me at that that space. But I do use my iPad a lot uh, in the creation process and I use it heavily as a support tool to support you know project work uh, and the like. One of the tools that I use quite often that very few people you know have heard of on the iPad there's a tool it's now called Mio M-I-O it used to be called Math Studio and what it is, is you can think of it like a, a super calculator. Um, it, it acts as sort of a Q&A interface. You can ask it simple questions. Uh, for example, like what's 10% of 80? It can read that and, and answer. It can do word problems. Um, but it comes with a whole bunch, and I mean more than 50 different uh, calculators and, and mathematic tools. Everything from unit conversions to 
uh, doing and solving algebraic equations, doing limits and derivatives. Uh, it's got some basic graphing, um, all kinds of 3D graphing and time graphing uh, that it can do. It can do different time analysis, uh, base conversions. It does, it's got some weather math in it, um, and you can sort of interact with it. It's sort of a an interesting tool like having uh, some like Wolfram Alpha uh, at your fingertips and uh, a lot of times when I'm writing code or if I'm doing analytics or, or some of the modeling work I do a lot of times I just need a really quick solution to an algebraic problem or some other mathematic process or I really need to know what a, a quick graph set looks like of, of different uh, data this is really a quick way to do that and, and get some answers. Um, so just fantastic. I use it pretty heavily. Uh, it's a part of my day-to-day my -day, uh, sort of approach. I also use a tool called Wrap It Up pretty heavily. Uh, Wrap It Up on the iPad is a summarizer. Um, so what happens is you copy and paste a, blocks of, a block of text uh, into wrap it up and then you click the giant summarize button and it reduces, it works like the summarize service on the Mac and summarizes that data, it brings it back down. Uh, and it's, it's pretty smart about it. Uh, it uses a pretty interesting technique, to uh, machine learning technique to make that happen. So wrap it up, very, very uh, useful tool. Uh, let's see, of course I do, um, I do some Twitter work. So for Twitter on iOS, I use TweetBot. Um, I find that to be a very useful interface and very helpful interface. Uh, it can be a little bit kludgy. Uh, there's still some bugs in it, but it's better in my opinion, and it works better with my work style than some of the other tools that are out there and, and certainly native Twitter. Uh, Let's see, also on my uh, iPad that I use quite a bit is Skype. I'm a heavy, heavy Skype user. Um, I use Safari on that uh, device and I've got a password manager as well that syncs across iOS and Mac OS um, so that I can keep my passwords in sync. I only have to remember one password and then it remembers all the rest. So uh, use the password manager, and I love the one on iOS. Let's see. Ah, yes. So uh, another tool that I use on the iPad very, very often, um, and a lot of people laugh at this, but uh, I use a tool called Bejeweled. And um, Bejeweled is a game it's a, it's a highly visual game on the iPad. Um, and what happens is if you haven't played, it's got these really bright colored jewels and you try to arrange them so that uh, they disappear. Now, why on earth would I be talking to you about a simple classic game like Bejeweled and why do I mention that I use it heavily? Well, I use it heavily to do a process called synaptic overwrite. And synaptic overwrite 
is whenever you've had a really stressful situation or you've seen something that's potentially traumatic um, or in, in some of my work, I have to look at material that um, is uh, not, not very nice material. And what research has shown is that if you, after viewing that material or if you have had a traumatic experience or you've had this really bad thing happen or even if you just had a really horrible argument with your loved one. Um, basically, if within about 30 minutes you can deep dive into uh, a, a highly visual context scenario like Tetris or Bejeweled or something along those lines, uh, if you can play that for say 20 minutes, what happens there is that that input is so stimulating, um, as I understand it, I'm not a psychologist or a neurologist, but the way this has been explained to me and certainly the way it's worked for me is that the more visually stimulating it is and interactive, you're focused on it, the attention is there, it essentially overwrites those stress pieces. And, um, it's a technique that uh, has been working with for me for many years. I've been able to uh, really sort of handle what could have been some pretty traumatic situations simply by playing Bejeweled for 20 to 30 minutes uh, after the end of it. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't work forever, so uh, it, you have to uh, you have to have the visual stimulus within. Uh, roughly 30 minutes or so or less of the uh, of the event and the conclusion of the event for it to work and it ha and you have to play the game for 20 to 30 minutes it could be tetris it could be bejeweled it's what you're really looking for is something that is close it's high it's got to be highly colorful highly stimulating uh, in your mind and um, stress reducing so games like call of duty and those kinds of things wouldn't apply um, but it has to be a fairly simple, repetitive model. And um, it does help. It helps me, anyway, uh, control a lot of my stress and prevent uh, sort of post-traumatic stress for some of those things. Let's see. Uh, what else do I use? I have a VPN installed. I'm not going to say which one. Uh, but I have an iOS VPN installed across all my devices that I can use at at the drop of a hat or if I'm out somewhere and I jump onto uh, public Wi-Fi, maybe I have no choice but to do that um, for whatever reason, I can immediately activate my VPN and feel safer about being uh, in that space. Uh, let's see. I, again, I, I use RecUp on uh, the iPad. I've got a number of different uh, conferencing tools on here. I do use the pages, uh, numbers, and keynote stack on, uh, on iOS, as well as I like the Inspiration mind mapping app as well. Although, uh, sadly, Inspiration has gone out of business now, and, and there won't be updates to the app in the future. But uh, Inspiration from Inspire Software, one of my very, very favorite uh, most favorite mind mapping tool uh, ever. Uh, I really, really enjoy it and use it quite a bit. Uh, what else is on here? Um, I use a tool called Duet. 
uh, Duet is a tool to allow my iPad to become a secondary monitor uh, if I'm traveling. So uh, in most of my setups, most of my office space setups, I've got multiple monitors. Uh, but when I travel, a lot of times it's not possible just to, to carry that stuff around. And what this allows me to do is just take a USB cord and plug it into the Mac and put uh, it in the lightning port of the uh, iPad and run the application on both the Mac and the iPad. It's called Duet, D-U-E-T. And it literally just turns my iPad into another monitor for uh, my Mac. And just phenomenal uh, use there. Uh, that's really about the high use pieces. Um, I, I have really tried to simplify what applications I have been using in the last year or so. Um, as I, you've heard me talk about tool churn in the past, I'm not a big fan of uh, getting the latest tool, grabbing the latest tool. I don't spend much time in the app store. Um, when I need something, I will grab it and, and try to use it. Uh, but I try to stick with things even if they have uh, small issues. Um, the real reason for that is if I continually take time to learn new tools and uh, modify and optimize my workflow around continuing set of new tools, it just creates more and more uh, sort of uh, lost productivity and it, it consumes quite a bit of mental energy for me. Um, and so I try not to do that. Well, uh, we're about 25 minutes in. That was a lot of information about the apps I use, I know, but a lot of people ask about that quite often. And um, I certainly appreciate their curiosity. So sorry about that in the background. There was an incoming uh, call from a family member, but um, uh, I apologize for that. All right. Well, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in. Again, Brent Houston, this is the Slipstream Podcast. And until next week, stay safe out there.